Hey guys, do you have time to have a very serious discussion before we start the show? Of course, Nate, plain and tall. We always have time to yak with our favorite fella. Yeah, Nate, plain and tall. Speaking with you is like relaxing next to a babbling brook in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. That's kind of you, but I was accidentally evil and bad last week. No way, Jose. You're not evil or bad, and every mistake you've ever made is someone else's fault. Yeah, you innocent fool. We've reviewed the evidence and concluded that you are a perfect little guy. I know, but the intros last week had a few teeny tiny mistakes. That being said, I did a seance with Billy Shakespeare's ghost, and he helped me rewrite the whole thing from the ground up. This week is going to be perfect, so let's open up our new scripts and start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm not a regular girl. I'm a cool girl. I have a poster of a bat on my wall, and also a poster of Jack Skellington. I drive a dirt bike to my job at a tattoo parlor slash record store called Needles and Needles. The first needle is the tattoo needle, and the second needle is the record player needle. It makes more sense if you see our logo, which is a cartoon of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes with a full arm sleeve pissing on an MP3 player. I have four children named Thrasher, Slicerella, Blood Guy, and The Worm. I wasn't always cool. When I was younger, I was really into blouses and saving for retirement. But then I saw the music video for Dragula by Robert Zombie and decided I want to change my life. Speaking of guys with beards that probably smell bad, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. Welcome to the Ugly Buffalo. I'm Brent, and I'll be your server this evening. Is this your first time joining us here? Uh, yes. This is the first restaurant I've ever been to in my life, so I have no preconceived ideas of how this is supposed to work, except for the context clues I've gathered from watching films, movies, and the cinema. Perfect. Let me explain a little bit how this works. This is one of those restaurants where the servers are really mean to you. Instead of saying, hello, would you like some food? We say stuff like, hey, butt sucker, sit down or I'll kill your best friend. And shut up, you stupid idiot. You're not conventionally attractive. And that means people will show you less sympathy and respect for the rest of your life. If you cry, you get charged double. And if you say anything mean to me and make me cry, you get charged triple. Capiche? Is Capiche the special tonight? You're lucky we haven't officially started yet, because if we had, I would pour acid on you and remind you of all the times in your life that you've been an adequate failure in the eyes of your father. Well, then I'm glad we haven't started yet. Me too. We're officially starting right now, so watch it. Okay, well, I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast is this is the North American friends movie club. It's right there uh, in the title before movie club comes friends. So I got to ask you two, how are you doing friends? Ooh, 
Well, um, I'm, overall, I'm good. I think I'm making some progression on my foot with the nerve torture. Ooh. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm making a little bit of uh, uh, headway with it. I don't know. Maybe you've, just in- you've worked your you've worked your way up to a sarcophagus with spikes in it, and they close it. Oh, that kind of would feel good too, a little bit. You're scared <laughs> of therapy so much that your foot is healing. Yeah, maybe that's it too. Um, I don't want to talk about my feelings, so I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I I got to vent. You know what's wrong with me though? My dog Eddie is. Whew, he eats everything. He ate a lamp. He, he ate a lamp. A lamp. He's glowing. <laughs> That's a good one, Kate. I put everything away in the morning when I leave, and I make sure like he like I tip all the chairs in the kitchen in the dining area so he can't jump up on them and onto the table. I make sure there's something in front of the closet with the shoes in it. He ate Melissa's new bloodstones. What's that? Uh, the bloodstones, the shoes. I don't know what those are. You don't know what bloodstones are? Yes, no. you do. Mm-mm. The boots. Mm-mm. Come I'm on, guys. This is like La Bamba all over again. Bloodstone. <laughs> bloodstone is an intense healing stone used to cleanse no, and no, realign not blood. lower chakras. Blund. Blund. B-L-U-N-D. Stone. Oh. Bloodstone. Jesus Christ. B-L-U-N-D. Bloodstone footwear. You know what the... As soon as you see them, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I've seen these around town. Oh, okay. Damn, they, these yeah. ain't cheap either. No. This, these motherfucker. Yeah, he has expensive taste. He likes leather. They're, we call those Chelsea boots. Oh, but those okay. Are, but you're talking about the brand name is yeah. Blundstone. And, like, everyone has them here in, in Nova Scotia. It's, like, everyone's footwear. Like It's like what nurses wear now. Mm-hmm. Um, they look comfortable, but they're going to keep your feet dry. I don't know. I don't get involved with it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the lamp, he ate the shade off the lamp. Ugh. And then I said, fuck it. I just left the lamp there. And then I came back today and he ate the power cord out of it. And why do bench the metal of the, the I, I have no idea. I don't know what to do with them. I'm used to boxers. This is my first experience with um, whatever type of he dog, dog he is now. Um, and whew, he's eating everything. Mom girl. Mom girl. Mom girl. Mom girl. Mom girl. I said a mom girl. Um, no, he's the he's the terrier. I forget this. Anyway, Boston. English? Is he getting enough exercise? Is he getting enough mental stimulation through hiding things? And yeah. I don't know. I'm no pet psychologist. I um I walk five kilometers a day. And I take them with me, but I don't make them do all five. Well, it's there's your much. problem. Oh well, I can't. He he starts wheezing after like one and a half kilometers. So he's getting tired. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bad pet owner. That's fine. No, no, because you got good dogs. No, they're not. They're not. Some. They're not no. well behaved. No, they're not well behaved at all. <laughs> and that's a reflection on me. I know that. <laughs> but I want them to. I think we talked about this before. I want them to enjoy their lives. They're only here mm-hmm. for a yep. little bit. And if he wants to eat a lamp, you know what? That's fucking weird as hell. What? What? Who am I to say no? Don't eat a lamp. The guy who owns no, the lamp. Yeah. There could be consequences for behavior. Just let me, just let me, just okay. let me do it. Hey, 
If if you're good, I'm, yeah, I'm not. It's not my land. Not really <laughs> good. Furniture. I'm not really good. And he ate he ate the couch cushion too. I'm not really good. It's just I want him to enjoy his life. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want him to be happy at the end of the day. I want him to be go to sleep happy. But he's eating me at a house and home. Maybe you could just start buying or, you know, you see trash on the side of the road. You could just that, bring that into your home for him to destroy. Well, and then he won't destroy your other things. Well, today mm. we came up. Uh, we said we're going to leave a Tim Hortons cup, an empty Tim Hortons cup somewhere where it's not right in the open where he has to work yeah. to get it. Yeah. And yeah. I came home to destroy Tim Hortons cup, but nothing else. Yeah. There you a go. Decoy. We might be onto something. So off tomorrow. I'm going to put something, I'm going to put another cop out and see what happens. Just make sure it's not something that will get lodged in his intestines and then you'll have to no. pay for an expensive surgery. No, he's eaten so much wires. Remember the wires he ate? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to feed him the Yeah, the, the Vaseline sandwich. sandwich. Vaseline he, sandwich. Things pass through him and they come out whole. He's just like a little conveyor belt of stuff. <laughs> and that's fine. He, so he has a good gut. I like that. But I tell I didn't tell you about the pen, did I? No, nope. he got he got a black pen, and I saw and we have we bought couch cushion covers because he's a, he's just, just crazy. So we said we got yeah. to put these on, and I came home and I saw some ink on them, black <gasps> ink, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, it's fine. I scrubbed it as much as I could, and then I was getting ready to take them for a walk an hour later, and I'll send the picture in the group. Um, but uh, Clark had a bunch of ink on them, and I had to scrub them after when I got home. So you think Clark ate the pen? Oh, Clark had nothing to do with the pen. Mm. Eddie put the pen on Clark. Eddie tried to like literally. Oh my god! Frame him. He's a psychopath. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he is. I. He's like, think, I'm, you're gonna get in trouble for this, Clark. Not me. It is. It is weird. It's kind of like he set him up. But we, we. He's definitely the runt of the litter because he's small. Mm-hmm. I think he was deprived of oxygen, or he had a rough birth. Yeah. So he just got a dumb brain. Yeah, and he or he fell, or he or his siblings were mean, and they beat him up, mm-hmm. or what? Something happened mm-hmm. where he, he something happened. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's how I am. Wow. How are you, Kate? I am hanging in there, and it's been an interesting couple of days. But what I did do this weekend is I I have have I talked to you guys about how I hate my bedroom? No. Yeah. I hate. I hate my bedroom because it reminds me of like a college dorm room. Remember we had this discussion. Okay. It's coming Remember? back to me. Yeah. And you got to move so, all the old stuff out to put the new stuff in. Yes. yes. So, um, Friday night, Nick and I, no Saturday night, Nick and I put together my new bed that has four gigantic drawers underneath it. Cause I have such a small, I have a small home, so I have to get creative with my, you know, storage. Sure. And, I am so happy with my relationship because it took us over four hours. We did not get in a single argument. We listened to all different kinds of music and it was just such a pleasurable experience. And that is unique. That's a, uh, one of the best tests is how people uh, do on a very annoying project together. Yes. My roommates, they're, they're like such a good team and that's why I have no worries about them ever is because we'll do a project that takes like eight hours and nobody ever fights with anybody yes so and then i put together a banquette kind of thing um by myself and it takes so much longer when you're doing it by yourself mm-hmm. and banquette. i cut my yeah i don't know what that is 
That we put your Chelsea so, boots? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be for a dining room where you would put dishes or things in it. Like it's it's a low uh, sh- set of shelves that is not necessarily used for a bedroom, but I'm using it um, to put like all my beauty products because the aesthetic of my room is cold sterility. Like I don't want to see a thing. I want it to be like you're going into some strange Airbnb. You know, when you like go to a hotel or an Airbnb and like there's nothing in there, mm-hmm. like no personal effects <laughs> like a hospital room yes i i would like my room to be like a uh a, a less smelly hospital room but so i was putting together that banquette or whatever you want to call it and i sliced my finger mm. open pretty deep on a piece of wood mm. it was like the worst paper cut cuz i cut it on like that fiber board yeah. you know yeah. I've been there. And it was while I was holding it vertical. So it sliced down mm. my finger. And then I got blood all over the white part of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this blood on here. Cause like that, this, this piece of furniture has my blood, sweat, and tears in it. Like physically now, though. Mm-hmm. So that was my weekend. So the only thing you see, you, you're going for that cold sterility, is that the only thing you see is a blood stained. <laughs> well, it's on the inside. I know where it is. It's not where you can see it from the outside. Like you have to open a door and then like. Look Plus under you're keeping different like blood shaded powders and and makeups sure. in there. So anyone yes. looks in there, they're like, oh yeah, that's just some weird makeups. That's just some it's, makeup. It's from when yeah. Kate it's- was doing Halloween makeup. <laughs> Thank you. See, you've got the whole narrative. I would be paranoid about um future like investigations and stuff sure i would be but now we'll have the proof of this podcast like let's say that uh nick ends up dead he's murdered somehow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people will be like well you know kate talks about bleeding a lot so even if my blood's around the murder scene plausible deniability exactly yeah or a long con (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and and that's that's why I want to get on record and say that uh, I'd never I, I'd never do fraud. Uh, uh, <laughs> religious, I'm against it. Religious for religious reasons. So just get that on the record. I hate fraud. Fraud's the worst. My dad did did fraud, and I never forgave him. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gullible. <laughs> Kate, Kate, the detective, did you murder this guy? No. All right. Well, have a good well, day, you guys. See you later. It really would be a problem. I do not think I'd be a good. I'm an amazing therapist. I would be the worst detective. Uh, I feel like I'd be great if I didn't have to follow any rules. <laughs> like just, like just That's give your me, next screenplay. Just give me a badge and a gun and let me do my thing and I'll get to the bottom of this shit. I would cry a lot. I think I would try to cry. And as a detective, yeah. Why would you cry? Have you ever seen a crying detective? Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, I gotta solve this case, man. You don't understand things at home. No, Brent. Here, I need you to say, I'm getting too old for this shit, but I need it to be uh, sad, and you're crying while you say it. Okay. Okay. Give me one second to get in character. And we're, and we're, you've just, I just, I literally just started and you interrupted it. Now I got to get back into character. Hold on. I'm setting it up now. You're walking into a child's murder. 
So you're okay. seeing a dead child. Okay. okay. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'll be the criminal. Uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> we really got to figure out who killed little Georgie. I'm getting too old for this shit. I really gotta solve this case. All right, I did it. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> See, crying detective. It plays on. It it unlocks a different emotion in the in the yeah, killer. It throws and, you off. Yeah. Yeah. No one. He's not. The last thing that killer's expecting is crying. No, he was prepared for angry detective or good cop, try, bad cop, trying to be your buddy detective. Yeah. Cry cop. Cry cop. I think we're on to something. Thank you. See, this is a typical Brent thing. I say something out loud, everyone recoils in horror and disgust, mm -hmm. and then we talk it out. And, and we're like, like, oh, whew. you know what? But that's, hey, like all geniuses of the past, people didn't like uh, when Copernicus showed the earth went around the sun, you know, a little horror, but they still don't right. like it. They still don't like it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You should have cried. I don't. He's a fraud. <laughs> How are you doing, Nady? Uh, I'm good today. I'm feeling good today. I had a good weekend, and I was. Did you did get to work on time? I went to. I had a good day at work today. I was very good at my job today, and that puts me in a good mood. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, nothing hurts. Feeling good. Had a sore foot yesterday. Hit it with that massage gun. No, no foot pain today. Is it? Do you hit the bottom of it? Hit the bottom of the foot. Oh, I had delicious uh, tacos for Father's Day with my family, and that makes me want to know, like, Brent, how was your Father's Day? I can't believe we completely dropped the ball on that. Because we, we really gave it up to Kate on Mother's Day. Well, I made it about me. I recall the words of like portal and yeah. there was she was yeah. the spawn location. Spawn location and yeah. yeah. And then after we talk about fucking your sore foot, oh yeah, how was your fucking day yesterday? It's fine. <laughs> it, it was good. I I went to my sister's house and all my family was there and we had food and we just you know, did that thing. It was good. I enjoyed it. Did you get any fun father's day gifts uh just like gift cards and shit like that okay mm. that's i don't I like don't, to give gift cards i don't like getting stuff i don't like getting gifts mm. <gasps> me neither really to be honest i you guys are idiots <laughs> <laughs> no i don't like it it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure on me to enjoy something that i, I didn't pick that's out. why that's what i don't like about it as well like, why I'm do you grown? have to enjoy it? You could just receive that someone cared about you enough to think about something that mm. you might like. It's the performance part. That's where I get the performance anxiety. Yeah, like, it's oh, like a, look at this. Like, oh, thank you. I always you wanted guys one of these. Do you guys, are you guys from families that gave gifts? Yeah. Not really. Or are you from families where it's like you tell them what to get you? We were um, like, almost yeah. always it would be like a uh, thing that you would talk about months in advance that you would then get for your mm. birthday. Yeah. That's be like a new guitar too. amp and then birthday would come around and you'd get a guitar amp. No, I love giving gifts. Me too. Love that. So that's probably why you guys don't like receiving them because it feels, I, it, 
I get anything and I don't care what it is and I love it because it you're giving me something mm-hmm. that I didn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is or if I like it. Like that's what if just it was something that cool. took up okay, what if I bought something for your bedroom to put on display? You don't want the things out on the display. Sure. So I would uh display it one like make sure that you saw that i had displayed it okay yeah and then i would um do something else with it yeah for sure yeah but that doesn't bother me but in my head i know that why are you thinking i don't like when i give my mom a shirt and she's like oh my god i love it and i don't see her wear it i'm like oh mom didn't really like that shirt i'm not offended by that oh it would that that would eat at me that would eat at me sure eat at me like where's the shirt I, you just you could have said you didn't like it and we could have took it back and got something that you did like i love a trinket like give me like a, a i'm looking right now at my desk and i have this ship in a bottle that's like as big as like a bottle of advil you like a tchotchke yeah and it's just like someone gave me this ship in a bottle it's tiny i can put it somewhere to look at like i like a little I like a little guy like that. A, a wolf magnet? Ooh, that's, I don't have to act. I'm happy to receive a wolf magnet, you know? You could push me over with a feather. I'm not surprised that you like a ship in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate has several train whistles and he's happy to get several more. Yeah, hey, different tones. You're like, oh, that's, exactly. a, that's a B-27, the English chariot right there. I got a tr- I have a ship in a bottle and I really like it. Go on, really? <laughs> do I like I- trinkets too. No, you know what I like? What people do? Bake me something or cook me something. Ooh, yeah, I always like food. It. Never n- never been unhappy with food. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell us what it's a new month. It's yep. a new theme. Yep. You're choosing the theme. Why don't you yep. tell us what the theme is and what movie you chose? Can we get some uh, new month, new movie sound effects? Yes. It's a new month. It's a new, new movie, movie. It's a new day. There you go. That's what I like. A little bit of excitement. So July yeah. is a new month. And the, the new theme for July is... Uh, July is for birthdays. So my birthday is in July. And the theme is you have to pick a movie that is from your birth month. It could be any year as long as it was released in the month of your birth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mine was July and released on July 3rd was Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Boom. Uh, I was going to say some. I was going to say sometimes you have to go forward to go back. I said that mm-hmm. so much lately. Yeah, so back, uh-huh. that's it. Back to the Future, uh-huh. starring uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Claudia Wells. It, it's a fantastic film, uh, but oh, next, it's like it's like getting into a like a nice warm bath. Uh, 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 what I'd really like to know is Kate. What happens in this movie? I'd love to share that with you. This film uh, takes place in 1985. And young Martin McFly, Marty McFly, is somehow friends with a mad scientist Mm -hmm. who has made a time machine using stolen plutonium. 
which he blamed on the Libyans. And as they are in, as he's showing Martin McFly, um, what's the, what's his name? The Christopher Lloyd. Doc Doc Brown. Brown. Doc Brown. As Doc Brown is showing Marty, the Libyans come in in a van and shoot Doc Brown dead. So Marty has to get into the, the DeLorean and goes back to 1955 where he ends up meeting his father and his mother and hijinks ensue. He also meets Doc Brown when he was younger and uh, talks to him about the science and Doc figures out a way to get Marty back to the future. Ha ha. And he successfully goes back to the future a few moments before Doc is shot by the Libyans. And they have tinkered with the space-time continuum. So Marty then finds out his life is now perfect and his parents aren't god-awful anymore. And he has his dream car. The end. Go ahead and say it, Brent. Sometimes to get you got to go forward to go back. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Sometimes you got to go back to go forward. Yes. Yeah. That's what the movie's all about. You could have just said that. And like, yeah. I got it. Uh, that's correct. Uh, why don't we talk about our favorite parts of the movie? Okay. Sounds good. are several things that are entertaining in this movie and there are several things that make me very uncomfortable right off the hop yeah. i'm getting i'm getting vibes that kate didn't like the movie the, well it's <gasps> she did in her description of the movie she did breeze over the by far the weirdest fucking part and i think there's a reason for that is because it's pretty fucking weird <laughs> yes <laughs> which is marty's mom mm-hmm. is her character is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is a sexually adventurous teen who is sexually attracted to her biological son. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that was her son. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You're judging. Also, also, Biff sexually assaults her. And that was very uncomfortable. I'm just... And then... It's like she could, so Biff gets done sexually assaulting her, and she just, like, stays in the car. Like, she's so helpless. Anyway, I won't, that was a negative part. Now we can talk about the good parts. Thank you for letting me get get that out. That was frustrating to me, her character. Also, when it first, the first thing on the show, on, I didn't know this, it says Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis. And I was like, is this a fucking Steven Spielberg movie? Well, he's a producer on it. So then, if you listen to the music, it sounds like we're in a space movie. It like has all of the same like Star Wars music, but I know that's not Steven Spielberg. Well, but. interestingly, it's now it's this is kind of fun now that we've done uh, even just these seventeen episodes. We're getting all these crossover from other movies that we've watched because this is the same director, uh, producer, and music as the Roger rabbit team. 
So oh. this is, they all work together on this. And then a few years later, they all make Roger Rabbit together and Christopher Lloyd's in Roger Rabbit and this movie too. So it's like, it's kind of interesting that they all cross over, but that was the first thing I noticed about the music. I was like, this sounds like Roger Rabbit kind of. And then I looked it up. I was like, of course it does. Cause it's the same dude. I don't get the whole, I don't get I, the whole movie was Huey Lewis music. I love talking that. about? I love Huey Lewis. No, there's music. there's a mix. I'm talking about the score, the not score. the music. Yeah. Like when things are getting intense, there's great music, but not to not to get into our next segment too soon. Uh the speaker, like the first scene where he plugs his guitar into the large speaker, that was comically large. It was a very large speaker. It was too large, one could argue. I think we can all agree that McFly is a universally cool name, last name. Like one. you can't one hundred percent. Yeah, you can't. I was all day. I spent trying to put a first name with McFly that sounded bad, and I couldn't. Brent McFly, Kate McFly, Nate, Nate McFly. McFly. Even when you go Nathaniel McFly, yeah, Gary McFly, Horny Gary McFly. <laughs> that works for me. Just throw a name out there, Kate. Any name at all. Uh, Gravity Maze McFly. Exactly. Perfect. That sounds like <laughs> the game in front of me. <laughs> that sounds like, she, yeah, she sounds like she's in like a brass band that covers music. Ooh. Precious. Precious McFly. Oh, you're right. That's it's a universal. You cannot. That's the skeleton key of last names. Like, I think there should be strippers with last name McFly. Could you imagine? Sure. McFly McFly. Be fine cool with hell. That. Like, think of a musician. Um, what's the what's the Huey guy? Huey Lewis for- McFly. Sure. Well, his last name is Lewis, so it would just be Huey McFly. No, Lewis is now his middle name. Mm. Okay, it's still fine. It doesn't fail. It it uh, it works every single time. It's like a a, a good card trick. It works mm. all the time. Yeah. You know what else is super cool? That's always cool and is never not cool. Skateboarding. Yeah, for some reason I thought Tony Hawk did the skateboarding scene, and that didn't make sense when I thought it said it out loud. Is there a better way to get around town than hooking on the back of cars and just rolling your board? Is there a better way? Yeah, a vehicle. No, even if I see like a 12-year-old, I'm an adult. If I see a 12-year-old skateboard, I'm like, look at this cool fucking guy, like. Damn, that's cool. A hundred percent. They're intimidating. <laughs> yes. It's intimidating. Like, damn, damn, that's so fucking cool. Look how much, how well he balances. Fuck, that's cool. It's too intimidating. So the, that means it's cool, Brent. But just because it's intimidating doesn't mean, it. no, it doesn't mean it's cool. Like, I don't I'm think a, everyone who drives a motorcycle is cool. I think motorcycle guys think that that's a universally cool thing, but not to me. I'm like, eh, no. some motorcycles cool, some not so cool. Anybody on a cool. skateboard. Yes. I'm like, Skateboarding cool. is cool. Like if he's using it to get around, that's cool. Fuck yeah. But there's too many tricks. You oh, know doing the tricks, tricks that's cool too. They're like breaking no. their arms to do a oh. little dingy dingy. Crazy names, bone, skull. No, I don't want to do it. Johnny banana split. Yeah, exactly. See, I don't like it. It's intimidating. And I think what he did to get around with it is cool, but there's plenty of other ways. That's why he wanted to get a truck. Because he fucking was tired of the skateboard. Mm, that was a pretty cool truck, too. I guarantee you he'll still be a skateboarder with that truck. Mm, or like like when he's a dad, he'll like 
you know, take the kid to the skate park and kind of look at it longer and then just be like, hey, maybe I'll try and grind this rail. That's what (laughs) skateboarders do. They grind rails. You sound like you really know what you're talking about. Healy, Ollie, (laughs) kickflip. Alley-oop. Alley-oops. No, Ollie, Ollie. Ollie's. Oh, see, we're so uncool. We're going out. Yeah. We're, we're spending the last 10 minutes talking about how cool skateboarding is. And we finally get to name a trick. And you're like, Ellie. <laughs> Grip tape. <sighs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. Maybe it's because I, I can't do it. Maybe that's why. 100%. I, just, I just never. It's very violent sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a funny thought about if I had the DeLorean and like it could go back in time. And I was thinking, like, if I was in a job interview and I fucked a question up, I just get up, go in the parking lot, <laughs> peel out <laughs> at 88 miles it's, an hour. It's so funny. And then come right back in. Instead of using it to get rich, you just use it to get a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that be funny just to get up and go out in the parking lots, like, and the guy's looking at you like, what is this guy doing? And I squeal out. Uh, 88 miles an hour and I come back in and no one knows anything and I come and I nail the question I got a cowboy hat on for some reason now (laughs) a toga (laughs) (laughs) and the the principal was right they are too loud the band was just not good no the principal can go to hell he should not be a school administrator and he should have been fired long Mm. ago he was verbally abusive he was verbally uh, and physically abusive to students. That was the 50s, baby. No, that was 1985. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. And, and the 50s. He's been around the clock. Uh, did you guys see Huey Lewis? Yes. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Uh, oh, my David. God, Brent. Why what? are you? You're just disagreeing with me. That's I, it. I don't like Huey Lewis's music. I'm sorry. Power Love isn't any good. What's his other hit? You can go to hell. <laughs> is that an insult or is that the name of the song? <laughs> there isn't th- what Nate, you know, there's another Huey Lewis hit. Um, Addicted I bet to love. No, that's not it. I bet if I heard the Huey Hip Lewis to be song, square. Yeah. Hip to be square. That's what the Huey Lewis song is. That's that. Uh, I found uh, the Huey Lewis appropriate for this film. I thought it really set it in 1985, those uh, synthesizers. I wouldn't say I'd be throwing any Huey Lewis on the playlist. You guys are crazy. Mm. What do you like about him? You like him because he's good looking? No, I like it because the music is fun and it's upbeat and it's, you can, I don't know. It's good 80s music. I don't want to hear Power of Love for the first 20 minutes of the movie, though. (laughs) It's literally all they played. I would say that uh, Michael J. Fox is too much of a hot dog on the guitar. That's that's that, what I'm saying. That's oh. too loud. I I kind of agree with the Prince with Huey Lewis there. That uh, he's being selfish actually to the other band members. He's trying to be the show when you got to pass that around. He reminded me of Jack Black in School of Rock. I had that thought when he was doing his performance at the big dance when he's sliding around. That Jack Black learned some moves from Michael J. Fox. And it's I'm all gonna start, stolen. I'm going to start calling you guys butthead. Ooh. Okay, Biff. Calm I'll call you Biff, Biff then. What are you looking at, butthead? Say Not hi to much. your mom for me. Go suck some shit down, Biff. Like, I really, <laughs> I, I really fucking hate Biff, 
but I feel like that means he did a good job. Like, yes. you're supposed to, but I also just am like, I fucking hate him so much. He is the perfect, like, that guy was born to play Biff. Annoying bully. Like, did the look of him? Yeah. He was in something else. Can't think Back to the it. Future 2 and 3. They put him in a lot of makeup in Back to the Future uh, movies. He plays middle-aged Biff, old Biff, young Biff, future Biff, past Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Aspiff. Do you guys um, notice that they call him Goldie because he had a gold tooth? Mm-hmm. I don't wouldn't want to live somewhere. Yeah, he had a gold tooth, Goldie Wilson. Do you imagine your mayor has a gold tooth? Be fucking sick. Think? Be pretty cool. Hell yeah. Now, especially these days, I'd be like, who the fuck is this pirate? I don't know if I would like that. Um, I had an observation. I have two observations about movies from the 80s. Mm-hmm. One, there's a lot of steam that comes out of places in 80s movies. Okay. Like doors, you know why that is? cars. Tell us. Because the CGI wasn't available the way it is now. And a lot of uh, props and cameras, the different angles and people that were part of the production had to be hidden by that. And they used steam mm. and smoke. Do you know that for a fact, or did you just make that up? Either way, I, either it way, it's good. good to me. Yeah, I yeah. just totally made it up. hundred percent. That sounds good. I, I yeah. just am gonna go with it forever until it's proved wrong because I love. You it. gotta hide a camera in a shot. You put some steam, a little there. steam there. Yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah, that basically this the only CGI available was like two hmm. lightsabers and a fog machine. Yep. You, exactly. You gotta make it, it sounds work. like a back song. Uh, ice. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I noticed. And not just this movie, but many movies from this time period, is that there was so much more graffiti in the world mm. than now. Or maybe well, we're just we're just we don't see it because it's so there, pervasive that we. There's m- more ways now to express yourself. Back then, there wasn't, mm. so you had to. That's a good point too, Brent. I am You're really knocking these out of the whew, park. I'm clicking along right now, and I hope this carries <laughs> over for the quiz. Don't you've jinxed it now. No. Uh I have some beef about when the car so Einstein's in the car, the dog is in the car for the first time, and it drives off, and there are these huge flames between their legs, and they do not act like there are huge flames between I know, their legs. I, I noticed that as well, Kate. They, that was they didn't go. Ah, ah, ah. Exactly. Jump out of the way. There's flames. I didn't like that either. I agree with that. How do you guys feel about cars with doors that open like that? Uh, I, I think it's dumb. I like it for the purpose of making a time machine car. But I feel like if you're in a time machine car, there's going to be a lot of situations where you got to go fast, like get out of there fast. Oh, yeah. And I think it's it's not feasible to have to lift like up and then pull down like the Libyans coming. Yep, the Libyans wouldn't even saw him if he had a normal door. Especially because they're very cavalier about crashing into things. Like even at the very end of the movie, when they shoot the lightning into the car and shoot him into the future, it's like he knew when he got to the future, he was going to crash into that building. Like there's nowhere else to go Mm -hmm. on that road. Nobody thought this through. They just crashed in this fucking car into everything like a missile. It was a church. Uh, Yeah, it was a movie theater that turned into a church, which I thought was kind of a nice touch. I really liked Doc Brown's shoes. Did you notice them? Yes. They were the coolest. 
I didn't notice them. They were mid-size, like mid-rise brown leather Nike sneakers that I would absolutely wear today. Yeah, they were like orangish Nike high tops. They were really good. I'm I'm Googling this shit right now. You should. They're I'm surprised dope. they're not Ooh. like <laughs> Ooh. I know. Right? Damn. I'm surprised there hasn't been some like Doc Brown shoes. Like I'd out. buy these. I'm gonna get jewels some. They're selling sixty five bucks, the kid sizes. Kid size Doc Browns? Oh man. The DBs. I wrote down uh when they're in the fifties and the guy cuts his hand and he can't play guitar and they're like the 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 show's not gonna go on unless you know someone who knows how to play guitar guitar i'm like oh that's the that's the guitar guy's ultimate dream yeah like that he's that's what he's sitting in his basement practicing for this moment where they're like deaf leopards guitar players out for the night and we need someone from the audience to step up and play the riff and then someone's dad is like i'm here it's funny you say that because i was talking to my family about this movie last night because i knew I was going to watch it and record it. And my brother-in-law, Ted, said that this movie is why he started playing guitar. And that he, like, is a very good guitar player now. And Michael J. Fox is really playing the, like, it's not him on the recording, but he's playing the guitar parts properly on the guitar. Like, he's really, he's showing up. How do you know that? Because I saw this behind the scenes of Huey Lewis teaching him how to play the guitar part. And he was just like nailed it that's cool and he was filming it in between he was doing school ties during the day and then filming this at night and learning these guitar parts like what a what a talent family ties family ties school ties ties. that's a different movie (laughs) that was that's a bleak yeah that's a tough uh, one (laughs) we're watching that for depression december (laughs) exactly anti-semitic august we hate jews right exactly Golly. But he's this guy's work. This guy's doing all this and learning those guitar riffs. Like, man, what a talent! What a dude. The guy from uh, Stranger Things did that. The latest season, he learned the guitars. He learned all the how to play uh, Master of Puppets, so he looked like he knew what he was. That doing. guy was pretty cool, oh. man. I gotta say, yeah. he had cool hair. Yep, he was pretty cool. I bet he could skateboard. I don't did think you... I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with skateboarding being. Uh, mm-hmm. The bar that we're setting for cool. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> there's no turning it back. Did. Exactly. And I, I, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, it's too late. One. Yeah. Did you guys see that in his laboratory in 1955, there was just a large container of oily rags? Yep, that made me I laugh. Have- anyone who knows anything about safety, that's like quicksand. Oh, Doc Brown is not bound by the scientific laws of safety. He's like, we're doing two tests. One, we stick the dog in the car. If he makes it back, I'm going in there myself. Yep. That's that's the entire experimentation process for Doc Brown. Like, let me grab this plutonium and fucking jam it in there. Well, someone had to do the remote control, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, The last thing I had to say, I was, this is the first time I watched this movie as a, like a really adult adult. And it is all super weird with the thing. I do agree. It was. It makes it more memorable that way. But I was. I'm just very impressed with. Now I'll say that for the medals. And uh, yeah. Well, why don't we uh, have a quiz? I think we do medals. Oh, we do quiz first. Quiz so first. let me ask you. Do you have a quiz for us, Bran? You know me, and sometimes you got to go back to go forward. 
Oh, shit. And, uh, We're going back in time. <laughs> um, I think someone should change their victory noise to power of love. Okay, I, if I get anything right, uh, no, actually, if you, if we don't get anything right, your noise t- this week is going to be power of love. Will you change mine to, is it too much work, though? To, no. uh, we're going back in time. <laughs> okay, Kate, you get back in time. Brent, you get power of love. And I get hip to be uh, square. <laughs> hip to be square. Okay. <laughs> oh, we, she converted us. Um, all right. Are we ready for the, 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 the be all end all of back to future quizzes? Woo. I am ready. seven questions. I amped it up a little bit. Um, yeah, you're going back to the old you, I was told. Yeah, I amped it up a little bit. I didn't realize I had to step up my game. There are some trickier questions. Um, we're going to start off with an easy one, though, just to get our, uh, just to cleanse the palate a little bit. Um, in the very first uh, scene with Marty, there's a, um ad playing on the radio on his alarm clock, and it's uh, an ad for a car brand. What car brand was it? I will definitely need the multi-choices. Um, the car brand that was being advertised was for Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, or Honda. You want me to go first? Sure. Uh, my gut says Ford. I'm going to guess because Marty wanted a Toyota that that's some foreshadowing. So I'm going to say Toyota. Can I switch mine? Nope. Um, The advertisement was for Statler Toyota. It's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. Hip to be square. square. As they're walking... Jennifer and Marty in the, their, their first scene together, they're talking about he's not right for music. There's an adult store in the background behind them. What is the name of the adult store? I will need choices. the multi-choices. Yep. So your four choices are Cupid, Aphrodite, Icarus, or Venus. I'm going to guess Aphrodite. I'm also guessing Aphrodite. The adult store that they walk in front of is called Cupid. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. God oh. damn it. You guys are tied. Yeah, you got me. You got me with that Venus, because I was like, it's got to be Venus or Aphrodite. It's got to be one of the two. And uh, they're all, those four names are uh, names of gods of love, except Icarus. Yep. I think I made that one up. No, that's uh, the guy who flew too close to the yeah, sun with wax wings. He's not uh, got love, though. Uh, yeah. No, he didn't fucking no. all. Well, died a virgin, probably. Probably, yeah. Bleak. Well, if he was, he should have been having that's sex. Get. Instead of trying to fly to the sun. Okay, next question. <laughs> what year did Doc plan on ending up in on the very first trip? 2005, 2010, 2015. 2020. Kate, you go first. 2015. Yes, he wanted to go 30 years into the future. So by using simple arithmetic, I can deduce that it's 2015. Your simple arithmetic is correct, guys. Unfortunately, that was what he said at the end of the movie. 
at the very oh, first of the no. movie. He wanted oh, to go no. 25 years in the future, making it 2010. Oh, oh, man. Brent moves forward. Oh, to sometimes, go back in time. Bugs to move forward, beam. you have to go back. Lord forgive to win me. Brent. It's One time to go it. back to the old me. Okay. Speaking of 2010, what was the number one movie of October 26, 2010, the day Doc wanted to land? Damn. What movie would he go see? The number one box office movie. Your four choices are Jackass 3D, The Social Network, Despicable Me, or Toy Story 3. I'm going with those minions, Despicable Me. I'm just going to have some fun and say Social Network. The number one movie of October 26, 2010 was Jackass 3D. God, Brent. Brent is killing us. What we all know, uh, Doc Brown's exclamation that he yells, his famous saying. Do you guys know that? Ah, uh, we'll see. What does he yell? He yells what? This is not the question. Oh, okay. Great Scott. Great Scott. Okay. Great Scott was originated about an army general. What was his first name? Your four choices are. Wallace Scott, Winston Scott, Winfield Scott, Wilfred Scott. Wallace. Winston. This general's men that were serving him would yell, Great Scott, because he was a six foot five and a very good leader. His first name was Winfield. Oh my God. Sometimes <laughs> to go forward, you have to go back. And I went back to the way I make questions. <laughs> and it's a lot harder when they're not cookie cutter questions, softball questions yeah. that I would be given out. Yeah. <laughs> We're not fucking around anymore. Let's get used to this. All right. <laughs> Question number six. There was a gas war in 1955. On the sign advertising the gas war, what was the price of gasoline per gallon? Your options are 17 and a half cents, 19 and a half cents, 21 and a half cents, 23 and a half cents. Nate's first pick. I'm going 19 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to say 17 and a half. The gas war at that particular gas station was selling gas for 19 and a half cents. It's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. Hip to be square. Nate. Too little, too late. Much too little. If only I could go back in order go to forward. go forward. <laughs> much too little, much too late. 
This Question isn't nearly as fun. When I'm having when, a when fantastic you don't, time. <laughs> when you don't win, Kate, it's not as fun? Oh, I it's feel not. like I'm at the enchantment under the sea dance. <laughs> I'm swaying. The punch is spiked. <laughs> the teachers are turning blind eyes. Oh, and every, everything is just... I just got walked off underneath the bleachers. Oh, you got chubbers? A little bit. <laughs> And while that I'm at the enchantment of the sea dance, there's a band playing. And the leader of that band is Mervyn Barry. What were the rest of the band called? Oh, I know. Your question. I know your, this one. Your options are Starlighters, Blue Notes, the Cleftones, or the Emotions. Oh, never mind. I don't know these. So Mervyn Barry and the what? I'm going Blue Notes because in my head you say Barry and the Blue Notes. That sounds the best. So. I don't know if that's right, but I like how it sounds. I'm going to say Cleftones. Marvin Barry sang Earth Angel with the Starlighters. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. Wow, Brent, you just, you just trashed us. so good. We, we are thrashed. You needed this, Brent. Remember when Rick Rude would do his finisher, then he would put his hands behind his head and swivel his hips. <laughs> That's what I just did. <laughs> Hip swivel. Yeah, I uh, I thought it would be a really good bit the longer we could uh, keep you off the board, but you just you smashed us up good and down grief. there. Last week's episode, the, the quiz episode? No? Yes. Last week's episode, the quiz mm-hmm. episode, I struggled. I had a 33% mm-hmm. chance of winning, and I lost. I went 0 for 3. Yeah. And that's when I knew something had to change. And how perfect is a workout where I claim the Bugs Bunny meme, and sometimes to go forward, you have to go back. Yeah, it's like it was meant to be. It's really... I tried to force it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I let this come naturally, and it's all that much sweeter. Now let's see how long you can maintain Oh, mm-hmm. was this was this a flash in the no, pla- no. was this a flash in the pan? No, no. You know, remember the, when Michael Jordan, the Bulls, they won six. He won his sixth trophy. He three peated yeah. twice, and he's holding up the five and the one on his hand. Mm-hmm. I see that in my future. Okay, okay, okay. Walking around my spare bedroom, <laughs> five fingers up and one finger up. <laughs> Got the extra one. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm walking on air. Well, why don't we uh, hand out some medals? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, you got it there, daddy <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs>
But you're right. Good choice. Thank you. Sorry. That's the power of love. My bronze medal is going out to uh, our lovely Canadian boy, Michael J. Fox. Little Foxy? Little Foxy boy. He's getting my bronze. Did a great job. Uh, I gave my bronze to Thomas F. Wilson, Tommy Willies, Biff. who plays Biff. Mm. I I hate the character of Biff. He's a horrible human being, but I uh, th- he really made me hate him. So I got to give it to him. He's the, supposed to be the villain, and he's very fucking villainous. Yeah, I hate him. He did really good Such with it. Such a bad villain. Yes. Silvers. Who'd you give your silver to, Kate? I think I'm going to give my silver to Marty McFly. Martin McFly, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. And also, my sister's dog, who I love, his name is Marty, and I call him Martin. So, try to... If you, have you ever met a Marty you didn't like? I haven't. Never, never once in my life. Yeah, Marty, I didn't. Silver like. medal. Because oh, you got to like someone to call him Marty. You can't if you if you didn't like him, you call him Martin. That's right. Uh, I give that's who I give my silver medal to as well. Michael J. Fox was really uh, fun in this movie. And did you know they like filmed the whole beginning of this movie for like a few weeks with a different dude? I do. I heard that. Who was it? Eric Stoltz. Was it the red-haired guy? Eric yes, Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Five weeks they, they filmed. That's that's tough. That hurts. Yeah, like doesn't it, it's tough to come back from that one as an actor. Like you get the biggest job of your life. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and five weeks is a long time to judge. <laughs> and and you've seen a lot of movies with bad performances, so you know like they, they'll let a lot of shit slide. <laughs> you know, like do you think he did a bad? Why did they replace him? It, it probably he just was a bad fit. Like the role was the wrong role for him. Because he's not a and bad he, actor. Am I making this yeah. up? That I think. Oh, sorry, my dog's barking. I think um, Michael J. Fox was doing a project, and then it cleared up, and then he could do the movie. Well, because he was doing Family Ties at the time, so they're like, "Yeah, we can't make this work." But then they're like, fuck it, get him in here on night shoots. Let's just get them. Let's get our best small guy in here. Okay. <laughs> Who'd you give your silver to, Brent? Uh, Mr. Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Such an iconic character. It really reminds me of my childhood is Doc Brown. Very eccentric and good person. And Christopher Lloyd did a great job with it. And that's my silver medal. Yeah, that's who I gave my gold medal to. I thought he was incredible. So I thought Brent. Oh, I thought we all had given it to Michael J. Fox, but Brent gave his bronze to Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So Christopher Lloyd got Brent silver, Nate's gold, and Kate's gold. I had a feeling, Catherine. Wow, it's nice. my dad's favorite. One of my dad's favorite actors. And yesterday was Father's Day, and we love Bob. Bob the Lob. Bob the Lob. I told him about the joke, and my dad said, I would never throw a full beer. <laughs> he didn't say he empty wouldn't. beer, though. He didn't say <laughs> He added exactly. a qualifier. He did. <laughs> Old Bob the Lob knows how to get out of the trouble, you know? He, plausible Bob deniability. He's not going to throw beer. a beer. He's not going to throw an empty beer. He's not going to throw a full beer. Bob the Lob would throw anything. <laughs> That's the difference. 
and he got your ass. <laughs> it always does. He got your ass big time. He covered his bases. He said, I would never throw a beer. Yeah. He wouldn't. Yeah. Now, Bob the Lob's a different story. <laughs> My gold medal. Oh. oh, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Michael J. Fox is from Edmonton. Was he born here? He was born in Edmonton. I like literally didn't even know that, and it seems like something we'd never shut the fuck up about. Wow, he really was. Sorry to interrupt you, Brent. No, that's fine. I, I, that's very good for Nate. What a dude. <laughs> you know, Michael J. Fox is why they don't have rats in Edmonton. That's true. That's exactly true, Kate. Nice. Um, I'm going to give out my gold medal, and my gold medal is going out to uh, Mrs. Claudia Wells. She played um, Jennifer, which was... She's cute. She was, and she did a great job with a very limited role. But the reason I'm giving her um, my gold medal is because the movie was a box office smash. She uh, was part of the main cast, and everyone moved forward to the second and third movie. She was replaced with um, Elizabeth Shue in the second movie because she decided to stay home and take care of her mother who was dying with cancer who was also her agent so <gasps> she missed out on the trilogy even though she was supposed to be in it just take care of her mother slash agent who had cancer so she gets my gold yeah i read that and then i read she's now running a very successful clothing store in los angeles so good for well, good her for her you guys want to give this movie a rating yeah, yeah. i do Uh, the script for this movie, out of 10, what would you guys give the script for this movie? I mean, it's iconic, right? I mean, right? Isn't that why the... I don't know. I'll give it an 8. I think considering uh, how much you parts you don't like, an 8 is a pretty good score for this script. I'm going to give it a 9 because it ties in romance, science, comedy, and... It's they're all three very tricky subjects, and they seem to know what they're talking about on all three. I'm gonna stick with Kate. I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I think uh, there's parts of this movie that I think are so clever and so fun and such a good idea, and then parts that I think are just fully fucking insane, and I can't believe that I'm watching a movie where they're doing it. So it gets a couple points docked for being insane, but overall. I like that doc and I like that Marty is I, I want to see their adventures. Uh, the music for this movie. What do you guys give the music for this movie? I'm giving the music for this movie a 9.5. We got a rare decimal. Yeah. Very rare. I like it though. Um, I'm going to give it a eight. Um, I feel like they're, had two very excellent decades to pick music from and they chose to really fatten it up with Huey Lewis a lot and then for some reason Chuck Berry so and wasn't he problematic as well Chuck Berry I think probably yeah, yeah I think so he's he's from St. Louis and he had a restaurant that he put cameras in the lady toilets mm. 
Chuck. Johnny be bad. Chuck. Johnny be naughty. Huey Lewis, I'm not crazy about, but I feel like it fits the film perfectly. And then I really like the score. The uh, I think his name's Alan Silvestri. That's he did the music for this and Roger Rabbit. And he, I love his music, so I'll give it a nine. Uh, the art direction for this movie. What did you guys think of the art direction for this movie? All of Doc Brown's inventions. I loved the costumes. I loved. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a ten. Um, I'm also gonna give it a ten. Yeah, me too. Ten. I mean, Marty's look is still being used as Halloween costumes. DeLorean and you guys saw Doc's shoes. shoes. Yeah, those shoes? That just puts it over the edge. I didn't even notice them, and those are some of the finest shoes I've ever seen. <laughs> and it felt very 50s in the 50s. Oh, yeah. And But it's, every scene, they like the skateboarding scene where he's on the car and he's getting Biff's chasing him, it seemed very like it was on a movie lot. Kind Definitely. Of. Yeah, Definitely. right? Like that whole town is just cardboard. Yeah. You could knock it over. Like Yeah. Um, this is an American sci-fi film, science fiction. It doesn't get any other, it doesn't get comedy or romance. It's just sci-fi. What do you rate this as a science fiction film? It's a fun one for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, I would say time travel would be more specific than Mm sci-fi, but I guess time travel would be a sub genre of sci-fi. Yeah. I suppose. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to give it a nine because it did the best, most realistic description of time travel for my brain to understand. Yeah. I think uh, as, as far as a sci-fi plot goes, it's really fun. So I'll give it a nine. All right. And the final uh, category is the theme of the month, which is the <laughs> birthday month. Did this movie, this is a zero or a 10. Did this movie take, was this movie released in the month that Brent was born? Kate, you go first. Yes. 10. ten. Brent. I'm going to give it a 10 because it's day after that's, I was born. That's a 10. And you know what? I did the math. I did the arithmetic. This movie was released in the month you were born. That's a 10. That's an easy L- 10 for this yeah. film. <laughs> this movie gets a 45.9. Damn, that is up there. That is the third highest movie we've rated. Yeah, that's a pretty good score. We we're fans of Zemeckis here. We like these 45. Zemeckis movies. I'm a Zen head for sure. <laughs> You're a Zemmer. <laughs> Our highest scored movie so far has been Spaceballs with 47. Second place is Marcel the Shell with 46.2 and now Back to the Future with 45.9. I didn't know Marcel did that good, but it makes sense because we all liked it a lot. So. Oh, I'm lying. I'm I was lying. Say it wasn't Marcel. We're in was fourth because Hugh Frank, Roger Rabbit got a 48. Yeah. So it's Roger Rabbit, then Spaceballs, then Marcel the Shell, then Back to the Future. Wow. Then The Jerk. What a film club, you guys. What, you guys, what friends. Are, this is such a film club. Such a movie club. Such a cinema club. I'm like that. The the top two movies are the audience picks as well. That is cool. Um, well, do you want to pick the movie next month, Kate? I wanted to talk this out with you. And to I want you guys to know that I care about you both. And that's why I am not choosing several of the Fifty Shades movies. Okay. 
Uh, which I could have because did they my all come out February. on your birthday? Uh huh. Because oh, I'm in February. It's it's Valentine's birthday. I am also not choosing one of my most favorite films that my partner took me to go see on Valentine's Day this year, which was Magic Mike XXL, okay. or the third one. That's which very was so kind good. of you. I'm so yeah, like you're doing great, Kate. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'll also, remember this when I choose yeah. my movie, Kate. Thank you. I could do Blazing Saddles, but I'm not going to. I could do Black Panther or Passion of the Christ or Deadpool. But what I am going to do is the romantic comedy Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) I am so... This is the most excited I've been of any movie. Oh, do you know how many times I'm going to do a Hannibal Lecter impression? Dr. Lecter. <laughs> I really, it really was, I was, I was like, well, I have to do a horny movie. Like that's so on brand for me. But I was like, no, I don't want to do. That was also a very funny setup. That was a very well, funny setup to say the said, romantic comedy. Yeah, I got like a little pit in my stomach when you said romantic comedy. I was like, no, yeah. I don't another romantic comedy. <laughs> we just did it. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm so happy. And we've happy. never done like a movie like that. This will be our first kind of creepy and it'll probably be our funniest episode. <laughs> Dr. Lechner. Dr. Lechner. Well, we all have that to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> and the only thing left to do is say goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. You spook easily, Starling? Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, spins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. Oh, he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're going to catch him, do you realize that? Oh, Clarice, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. You told me you don't spook easily. You call this easy, sir? Lecter's missing hand arm. Man's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? Thank you, Clary. Thank you. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be great.